Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ears. I'm Jared Walls, Associate Producer and Starista's Creative Copy Manager. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders to get their take on the current challenges of the market, but also have a little fun along the way. In this episode, Vincent and AJ chat with Linda Fisk, CEO and founder of Lead Her Ship Global. She explains how her organization works to help women advance their careers, follow through with their visions of success. She also admits to leaning in on the binge watching in the last year. AJ compares himself to Tom Brady, and Vincent asks for some feedback. Give it a listen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Vincent Petrofessa. That must mean one thing and one thing only. Well, maybe several things. Who knows? We'll get into all that. Another episode of the Marketing Stir. So great to be here. I, of course, am the Vice President of B2B Products at Starista. Who is Starista? Well, we're an identity marketing company. We have our own business-to-business and business-to-consumer databases. Companies utilize that data to get new customers, email marketing. Display, OTT, CTV, we own our own DSP. That's a lot of acronyms I just hit you with. I get it, but that is how confident I am that we could help you. I'm just going to give you my email address, vincent at starista.com for the entire world, a lot of the world. We have listeners all over now. We are, we are getting uh, bigger. We are getting bigger. Speaking of bigger, speaking of my co-host, speaking of my CEO, he is... San Antonio's knight in shining armor, ladies and gentlemen, AJ Gupta. What's going on, AJ? I hope the bigger doesn't refer to my pandemic weight. It, it was. I was very much referring that, to the the weight like. that. You know, I'm. I would never do that. <laughs> never. <sighs> I realize I just slipped here on my uh, on my chair, but we're going to keep that in because this is real life, ladies and gentlemen. I almost slipped on my chair, and that's what we're keeping in. AJ, what's going on? I had the uh, lawn guy here earlier. He seems to always show up on the day of the podcast, but uh, luckily he left just like 20 minutes ago. So I was, uh, I was glad and he loves to just kind of uh, blow the leaf blower right outside the window that I work out of. But uh, lucky escape. Here we are. Here we are. Maybe he's a fan of another marketing podcast. And it's like, (laughs) I don't want to hear you broadcasting right now. This is, I had enough. I like those other companies better. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of seeing a lot of marketing podcasts coming out from some of our competitors, seems like a new competitor doing podcast every week. I saw that. I saw that. I was like, you know, I always wanted to be a trendsetter. I thought it would be more with my pocket squares and my, my haircut. That didn't, catch on but uh, yeah i've been seeing a lot of b2b marketing podcasts come up did we start it ah i don't know maybe not but i'm glad that hey get out there create a podcast go for it it's great we love doing it but uh, how do you like my intro to you aj it's san antonio's night in shining armor i try to come up with a new one almost every week what do you think of that yeah i've kind of settled on the slayer though you are the san antonio slayer you are the San Antonio Slayer. I love the fact that uh, the our last guest suggested you get a baseball team and name that or a website. But one of our listeners, I'm sure, probably already did that. But yes, the San Antonio Slayer. Sl- you're slaying us with your words of wisdom. That's really what I mean by that. You are not a murderer. So that's uh, that's yeah, a more, good thing. More in like a Tom Brady type boy, I guess. 
Yes, you, you just compared yourself to Tom Brady. I like it. I just, uh, Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl, and uh, here we are. So good. I love yeah. it. That, that I could have my the first. podcast headline. AJ <laughs> thinks he's Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, we're having so much fun. I am very excited. I'm always excited. I know what you're going to say, but even more excited because I know this next guest. I know. I had several conversations with her and I said, you must be on our podcast. She hosts her own podcast. It's right. It's called Leadership Global, the Leadership Global podcast. And she is the CEO and founder of Leadership Global. I love this organization. And I said, we must have it on and we must feature this because I want more people to know about this organization. But Let's start with her. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Linda Fisk. What's going on, Linda? Hi, Vincent. Thank you so much for that lovely intro. And thank you so much for getting the name of my organization correct, Lead Hership Global. I can't tell you how many people stumble on that. And I'm really grateful that you got it right, right out of the gates. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're happy to have you. I was just had such a great time chatting with you. And I said, oh, this is going to be perfect. Linda's going to be great. And it turns out you have your own podcast. You had one before us. You were not one of our, you're not one of our competitors. No. Uh, and you didn't start your own podcast after listening to this, which that'd be okay. If you did, that'd be okay. But we want to get to the podcast, but I want to get to this organization, but yes, yes. Lead her ship global uh, emphasis on her. And let's talk about that. Tell the listeners out there about this organization. Sure. Leadership Global is designed to enhance the leadership blueprint of unstoppable women around the world. We help women embrace their power to be the very best versions of themselves, whether that's work or life. And so if you're a woman in leadership ready to claim your power and change the world, then please be my guest to join Lead Hership Global. We feature incredibly inspiring connections with powerful women in business, in politics, and in entertainment, all three venues. And these powerful, influential women provide priceless guidance about the pivotal steps that push them in the direction of their purpose, their mission, and their dreams. And so at Lead Hership Global, we provide practical tools, resources, as well as relationships that can help every single woman show up, speak up, and step up into their career and their personal life. That's awesome. And that's why I remember you and I talking about it. And I, I, you know, I'm, I felt inspired, you know, I'm surrounded by, you know, powerful women and inspiring women, including my wife, who is, uh, who's great in so many ways. So it's kind of made me kind of think of this, but then uh, Linda, what made you create the organization? Thanks for asking. You know, I have been a part of several different leadership organizations, membership-based organizations, and they all have their purpose and they can all be powerful experiences. But I believe there's an increasing urgency for businesses to incorporate women's empowerment considerations into both corporate strategies and to help advance and empower women. And so my feeling is that there aren't enough 
opportunities for women to have a voice at the decision-making table. And they can't rely solely on their employers to advance their vision, their purpose, and their mission in life. They've got to take responsibility of crafting that themselves. And so through Leadership Global, we have an opportunity to increase collective impact both through nonprofits, NGOs, and corporate environments, as well as through women themselves to create collaborative initiatives that help them advance their career and actually see through their vision of success. So as you know, while the world is evolving, women are lagging behind when it comes to leadership roles. And especially in business, less than 47, I'm sorry, did you know that 47% of the labor force is female right now, a little less than half, but just 21% of the five main C-suite positions are held by women in the United States today. And I really felt compelled to partner with businesses and partner with women all around the world to advance their position in society. So in response, Leadership Global is working hard to train and to support more women that are not only aspiring to lead in the C-suite, but they may aspire to sit on a corporate board. They may simply want to advance um, their own business. They may want to create their own philanthropy, but whatever their definition of success is, we want to partner with them and ensure that they are able to see through to fruition whatever their vision, whatever their purpose, and whatever their mission in life is. Linda, I see you have a PhD in psychology. So how did you go from there into marketing? So actually the two are, I think, incredibly well aligned because in psychology, you're learning how to motivate people. You're learning how to persuade people. You're learning to understand people's motives and drives, what, what creates particular behavioral patterns person by person. And in marketing, it's simply that study, but in aggregate. So it's understanding what drives people, what motivates people, what creates action from people. And I feel like the two are incredibly well aligned. And while now I would say that I use my PhD in clinical psychology mainly as um, my my life's mission. So I lead um, support groups dealing with grief and loss and depression, anxiety. And I, I deal with, with people in aggregate who are going through traumatic life experiences. I still am able to apply a lot of that training that I gained in graduate school to the art and science of marketing by helping um, marketers understand what motivates people, what drives behavior, what makes people um, want to take action or want to affiliate with a brand. And now more and more brands have got to represent something other than profit. Brands have got to represent the mission and the values of um, something greater than just the product or service that they're selling they've got to make some sort of positive impact on the world and have a sustainable positive impact. 
And I feel like now more than ever, understanding what motivates people to affiliate with a brand, to connect with a brand, to engage with a brand is more important than ever. And Linda, we're always curious if, uh, when, when you were thinking about marketing early on, was that something that you always knew you wanted to get into or was that something uh, accidental that you stumbled onto marketing? Uh, I actually went to college uh, to get into advertising and marketing. So I have a, um, a double degree. I have a degree in communications and advertising and the School of Communications. And I have a degree in business and marketing out of the School of Business. So interestingly, I knew from a very young age that this idea of combining advertising and communications with business and marketing was definitely where I felt like I was led to, to craft a career. But I, and I had a phenomenal career in marketing really heavily focused in um, marketing as a discipline, as an art, as a science, uh, and loved it. But then over time, as I, you know, ascended into a CMO position, and I held a CMO position at several different companies, I had the opportunity to move into a CEO role. And once I moved into a CEO role, it became clear to me that that marketing, while an incredibly important component and piece and part of any successful organization, um, needed to be combined with other aspects of running a business that were equally important. And so by becoming a CEO, I think I had a more balanced perspective of what it takes to really run a very successful business and a really successful venture. Out of that experience of becoming both a CMO and a CEO, I founded my own firm, which is Leadership Global, which I think brings the very best of branding, uh, member experience, uh, member learning and growth together with this idea of what it takes to really connect with a brand that is living out its values and living out its mission and being able to grow something organically um, that has real purpose and real meaning to the people that we serve. And, and Linda, because of your background, because you, you, you started out and the CMO, CEO, founder, board member, are there specific, is there like in your mind a specific kind of woman that leadership, leadership global caters to in particular uh, industry? Is it a mindset, positions? I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, thank you. What we... What we talk about is that our perfect member is someone that would consider themselves to be a lifelong learner. It's someone that is that would consider themselves to be on a perpetual journey of growing and developing. And someone who is ready to step into courage, feminine leadership, self-love, and willing to not only define their vision for their life, but continually grow their leadership, expand their influence, increase their impact, and ultimately leave a legacy for the next generation of, of leaders. We want women who are ready to um, coach, mentor, and really guide and train other women in a safe, confidential, and supportive environment. 
And, you know, I believe our, our podcast that you mentioned is all about sort of overhearing intimate, unfiltered conversations between some of the world's most influential and inspirational women. And inside Leadership Global, not only do you get to overhear those conversations, you get to be in relationship with those women. And so you are able to connect with um, incredibly powerful, high caliber, high integrity women to break down topics that you may need to um, either explore further or to advance in terms of your own skill set and development. So intimidating topics like negotiation or building a brand or accepting failure, building emotional intelligence, overcoming fear, listening to intuition, growing and scaling a business, preparing a business for exit. All of those are pressing issues that are facing women today and more. And inside Leadership Global, we invite women at all stages of their career to connect together, to explore these kinds of issues. And those women that are lifelong learners and really want to leave a legacy are the ones that are most anxious to join Leadership Global and really invest in creating close, intimate, personal, safe, and, and private relationships with other women. Yeah, I love that. And you, and you kind of, you hit on my, my next question there, Linda, was there's various roles. I was wondering if there are different programs, different coaching styles, methodologies that you recommend that Leadership Global is part of where, because there are some where maybe it's at the manager level and they're looking to get to that next step. There's some who are already at the C level and maybe what's the next step there? Is it a board member? I, I don't know, but I would love to hear more about some of the different levels that you cover and some of the yep. coaching methods that may, uh, not all the coaching secrets and methods, let's uh, save that for the membership, right? But <laughs> if you could share with us just some of the uh, the coaching practices that go along with that. Yeah, absolutely, Vincent. Great question. So uh, a couple things. One, I would say that you know more than half of our membership right now are within the C-suite or their business owners philanthropists and board members already. So more than half of our membership currently sit on a publicly traded board or a nonprofit board. They are business owners. They are philanthropists. Many of them are active investors and they're part of a C-suite of perhaps a Fortune 500 company. Um, but what we really provide more than anything for all levels of membership is a safe and trusted environment to learn, to discuss, to share, and to support Many of the women that are part of our um, C-suite um, group, if you will, they are really, in, I think, motivated um, and inspired to help women uh, tackle the issues and problems that may be holding them back, that may be career derailers, that may be um, areas of needed um, skill up-leveling, right? And so those women create peer-to-peer -peer networks where they're able to provide unbelievably valuable real-world advice and guidance for, for their peers. At the same time, there are uh, women that are vice presidents, senior vice presidents, executive vice presidents, and they're interested in 
uh, tapping into our innovative and effective business and career enhancing techniques. Some of that is coaching, some of that is mentoring, some of that is tapping into our um, career playbooks, our resources, our diagnostics, our assessments, all of those resources, all of those tools are designed to help um, all of our women tackle those issues that they know that they need to refine in order to take that next step in their career. So I would say all of our leaders benefit from new business ideas and growth initiatives that can help them not only grow their company, but scale their firm, but they also tap into new strategies, new opportunities, and new relationships that can open doors and open entirely new networks. Linda, what's been a highlight or a shining moment for you since you started Leadership Global? I think it's the connections that I see being made uh, very authentically and very naturally between women. So for instance, just last week, uh, we had a young woman who um, had already um, sort of experienced phenomenal success in her career, uh, really hit a lot of pinnacles very, very early, and was now at a place where she wanted to start her own philanthropy. She's from Africa, living here in the United States, and she wanted to create a philanthropy specifically for the area of Africa that she grew up in, the Congo. And she was trying to navigate how to, uh, how to secure 501c3 standing here in the United States. Well, we had another member who had done just that. In fact, she was from the Congo as well. And she said, I would love to connect with your member and teach her and train her what she needs to do to secure 501c3 standing as a nonprofit here in the United States. And she can learn from my experiences of what went well and where I also made some mistakes, where I stumbled in the development of my own philanthropy. So I connected those two women who happened to be from the exact same part of the world, interested in exactly the same thing, which is impacting women in the Congo so that women there can get access to healthy food, clean water, and free education. And that was truly magical. But I think it's also the power of networking. It's the power of women coming together sharing a need, sharing an area of expertise and connecting. And so for me, that was absolutely magical. I would also note that there is, in fact, this happened just this week, there was a member who was interested in beginning her own media business. And she, again, had phenomenal success at a fairly young age in the media world and she was interested in crafting and creating her own media empire. Well, we had another member who has done that. She has her own publishing company. She has her own media company. She has a coaching company. And connecting those two together, the woman who has created her own publishing company, her own media company, her own coaching company, was able to spend time with the young lady who wanted to create her own media empire. And they began a very authentic, genuine, but incredibly impactful relationship about the steps that needed to be taken in order to not only define that vision, 
but to be able to activate that vision, to be able to see that come into fruition. And so those are some of the beautiful connections that I see happen all over. Women are investing in each other's businesses. They are hiring each other. They are partnering together. They are sharing insider tips. They are connecting with each other's networks. And it's an incredibly powerful dynamic to see women come together in this way. That's amazing to hear, Linda. And I know you've been in leadership positions, C-level positions at a lot of large organizations, but starting your own organization during the pandemic, were there challenges that were unexpected that you stumbled upon and how did you solve them? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I think that the pandemic has been challenging for a lot of business owners and business leaders, uh, especially those whose business is either within or tangentially res uh, uh, responsible for those industries that have been uniquely hard hit, like hospitality and travel and retail. Those industries were incredibly hard hit. And so the business owners of those kinds of businesses or those that are fully reliant on the health of those industries that that sort of down funnel effect have been truly devastated. And I don't want to suggest that anything that I've been challenged with over the course of the last year even comes close to what those business owners have probably experienced. Um, and, and still yet, I would say my heart goes out to all those people that have a business within the hospitality industry, the retail industry, the restaurant industry. I mean, those industries have been incredibly devastated. But I think most business owners have seen a slowdown. Most business owners have seen some sort of economic downturn. And I think that you can look at that in one of two ways. Either you can allow that to slow you down and you can sort of say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to retrench. And I'm just going to work harder and faster. Or you can say, okay, I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to consider pivoting. I'm going to consider trying to experiment with new innovations and new opportunities that are being provided to me because of the pandemic. And so for us, for instance, we assume that in 2020, as well as 2021, there would be quite a bit of in-person connection being made between our members. We thought that a majority of our income might be driven through event-based uh, conferences and event-based um, connections, right, that are being um, created and uh, that, are, that are based on some sort of physical in-person event happening. Well, that wasn't possible last year. It's probably not going to be possible for the majority of this year. And so knowing that, we really pivoted quickly to a completely virtual environment, but we tried to ensure that that virtual environment was just as intimate and just as safe and protected and confidential as it would be face-to-face. So we spent a lot of time orchestrating really immersive, engaging experiences in a virtual environment. And certainly platforms like Zoom have made this much more readily available, but a lot of people would say that they still feel this little bit of disconnection. It's not as intimate as being face-to-face -face with someone, but we have found ways 
of connecting people in such a way that although you're, you may be on something like a Zoom call, that filter almost fades away and you're still able to have this deep, rich, immersive, engaging experience between two people that's very intimate and that's very um, trust-based. And we have found that that in some ways has been incredibly helpful in that we connect women from all around the globe. So people in Europe can connect with people in the United States. People in Asia can connect with people in Africa. People in Australia can connect with people in, in the Middle East. And all of that happens seamlessly now through the magic really of this virtual connection. I, I love hearing that. And you know, Linda, I wanted to take a step back and, and see, cause I know my own CEO and founder who uh, on, on the podcast here has a lot of, wears a lot of different hats, right? Just kind of just doesn't do one thing, is, is, has his hand in, in, in everything in a great way. Talk to me about your, you know, week to week, month to month. What are you involved in? What, what do you love, you know, doing? Talk to me about almost like a day in the life, if you will. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Actually, I'm all that interesting. Um, uh, but I will say that one thing that I have learned about myself through the pandemic, and I think this has been a real um, important year for self-discovery for a lot of folks, they've really spent a lot more time thinking about, you know, what gives me joy? What brings me fulfillment? Really, how do I want to craft my vision for the next five years of my life? What do I really want to be doing? How do I want to spend this extra time that normally I would maybe be spending in social engagements and social activities now that that's been stripped away? Really, what brings me joy? What brings me happiness? How can I recreate that sense of connection that normally I would have in family events or outings with friends or vacations? How can I recreate that in my life? And so for me, what I've rediscovered in some ways is my love of writing. I used to be just an incredibly prolific writer in college and loved it, actually. I loved all the research writing I did. I loved all of the, um, the academic writing I did. But now I found that that writing, although not necessarily for academic journals, has been equally satisfying and fulfilling writing for entrepreneur, writing for... Um, Inc. writing for Forbes. And so I have just really found an incredible passion, I think, for thinking about what are those topics that are really important to me right now? What are those things where I have a, or I have a point of view or I have something to add that's really valuable that I can uh, give voice to and maybe advocate for on behalf of women, that's really meaningful. So I've been writing a lot for Entrepreneur, for Inc., for Forbes, about issues connected to women, uh, issues connected to diversity and inclusion, issues connected to gender parity. And it's really found an audience and it's found, I think, a following that has been surprising. But really, it's been a happy exploration for me, a happy discovery. And then the other thing that I would say that, um, you know, I've really enjoyed over this past year, all the phenomenal women that I've been able to meet, either through the podcast, Leadership Global, and we've interviewed some of the most powerful, 
leaders, some of the most inspirational women that I, I mean, it's like pinch myself every single week when I do these podcasts, because I can't believe I know these women. Kara Golden, the CEO of Hint Water, or uh, Netta Nasserdine, the CEO of Rise Up For You, or Amy Cosper, who's the CEO of Radical Upstarts and the former uh, editor-in-chief of entrepreneur.com. Uh, I mean, phenomenal women that I am proud to say that I now know and am friends with. Um, and the women within Leadership Global that inspire me every day, that are doing tremendous things, like that young woman who has a heart to begin a philanthropy for the women in Congo, um, the D Democratic Republic of the Congo. It's just, it's remarkable. And so I'm inspired by them every single year because not only are they living out their vision, their mission, their purpose, but I think they're inspiring all of us to ask the question, what else can I be doing? What else really can make a positive impact in the world that, that really I'm not even thinking about right now? Where else can I serve people? And, and I, I love hearing that. And I just want to add again, you know, Leadership Global, that's the podcast. Give it a listen. We have a tremendous amount of you know, powerful women who listen to this podcast and men and women listen to the, go ahead, listen to yeah. Leadership Global. It's, uh, you know, for, it's for everyone. Uh, Linda, you, you mentioned something there. You were saying about what purpose, what people can do that, that extra. And I'm sure you get asked this question about like the advice, 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 but yeah, I want to ask you what is just one piece of advice you can give women out there who are maybe struggling we're all are right. It's a good, crazy pandemic right now. But uh, in your case, for women who are struggling to find her personal mission, or maybe afraid of, you know, following her dreams, afraid to ask for that raise, uh, worth, love to hear your thoughts. Well, I think there are two things that I would leave your audience with. And one really was inspired by my recent conversation with Kara Golden of the CEO of Hint. And she talks about overcoming self-doubt and doubters and becoming undaunted. And so I would encourage everyone on this podcast to overcome self-doubt so you can follow your true calling. You can earn the money you deserve. You can create more time for fun on your journey. You can develop meaningful relationships. And you can do all of that by overcoming self-doubt by really focusing on building the level of confidence that you need to follow your true calling. So that's, that's really um, one nugget of inspiration that I know I took from Kara. And the other thing that I would say is that, you know, I'm a firm believer that through exposure to exceptional people, we are all better able to connect to ourselves. So we need to be purposeful in where we spend our time and where we put our effort. And I feel like if you are intentional in building the kinds of relationships in your life that are going to inspire you, that are going to breathe life into you, that are going to lift you up and encourage you and support you, and you intentionally build relationships with exceptional people, you are going to help find yourself you are going to be able to better connect to your own purpose, your own mission. Um, and so I would say be purposeful in where you spend your time and your effort. And I would also note that for me over the past year, especially your greatest challenge can also facilitate your greatest joy. 
And so sometimes when you are faced with what seems to be an unsurmountable challenge or a really daunting, um, difficult problem, know that on the other side of that, you may also discover your very greatest joy. Now that's a great message, especially coming out of uh, 2020 in general for, I think, most of us. Uh, what, what's uh, kind of, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Any exciting uh, plans, either professionally or personally? I mean, honestly, I just can't wait to travel again. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about everybody else, yeah. but I love where I live. I think I live in a phenomenal city in one of the great states of the union that I am proud to call home. But I swear if I have to spend six more months in this one city, <laughs> in this one state, I am, I am just going to be literally climbing the walls. So I can't wait to be in traveling again. And I, um, you know, it used to be that I was on a plane three weeks out of four. Um, and I'm not suggesting that that kind of travel schedule is something that I yearn for, but I think at least occasionally being able to see another part of the world and being inspired by the people and the places and the incredible wonders of this world is something that I'm really craving right now. So I'm looking forward to that more so than anything else. Um, and then the second thing I would think is that, you know, one of the most beautiful aspects of life are the relationships that we build. And I think you've heard this said before over and over again, but at, you know, at the end of someone's life, they don't look back and say, gosh, I wish I had gotten that title, or I wish I had made more money. They think, wow, I wish I would have taken more time for the relationships in my life, or I had built more meaningful relationships. And so for me over this next year, it's about being incredibly intentional in choosing my business partners in choosing the partnerships that I venture into for my business, in my personal life, uh, my friendships, my connections. I am absolutely committed to surrounding myself with people I trust, people I like, people I'm inspired by, and people that I really deeply um, hold in very high regard. I think they're highly credible, highly um, high-performing, and um, highly inspirational leaders. And I would hold Starista in that group. I know that um, you know Vincent has been my buddy through the past several months of... Um, working with Leadership Global. And there, I will tell you, AJ, I don't know how much you know about my relationship with Vincent, but he has gone to bat with, for us and with us, you know, many, many times he has been honest, open, authentic, genuine, and it feels as though he is fighting for us every single day. And those are the relationships that I want to bring into my life, whether it's a business relationship or a personal relationship, I want relationships in my life that are built on a trust-based um, sort of knowledge and understanding of what benefits both parties and working hard to ensure that we are committed to the success of each other. And that's always how I feel about Vincent is that he is as dedicated to my success as I am to his. And that's rare, but it's what I'm dedicated to finding this year is more and more relationships where the people that I'm in relationship with are as dedicated to my success as I am to theirs. Linda, that's a CEO. There's nothing uh, greater I can hear, but uh, 
I think uh, uh, I'll have to ask Winston if he told you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I didn't, and I, I I truly do appreciate that. I knew AJ would, you know, uh, get a kick out of that. No, I didn't uh, ask you to say, and I do appreciate that, Linda. When I uh, I, I always try, and I'm not just saying this, you know, whenever I, I come across people. I uh, I always say this, and this will lead me into my my one of my next questions. Anyone I link in with on LinkedIn, I just I I don't take that lightly. Any partnerships I have and that I work with, I generally want a, a successful partnership. I want to work, and and then it's also fun to you know when you get to know a person, and you like oh this is also fun to work with. I I feel like, um you know with a company like Starista, there's other companies out there who do something similar to us not nearly as good well thank you i appreciate (laughs) that but also it's but i always think it's the relationship as well you know you'd like to do business with people who you get along with and you know um sometimes i even say on calls i'm like well this is probably not the right thing to say as a partnership or a business development guy but this is uh, we can't help you with that I don't think we could do this. I think if you did this, it would be wrong. But um, short order, I appreciate those very kind words. I, I'm so happy that you know we we are uh, we've met. Uh, we're friends for life. You know that. So I already say that to you all the time. <laughs> so yes, yeah. uh, and thank you for saying that in front of my CEO. By the way, I appreciate that. <laughs> now, if you'd said you're funnier than me, I would really be questioning it. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> Never. Who would ever say I'm funnier than you, AJ? What do I know about I'm not that? Not a podcast guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, awesome. So, Linda, what's been kind of, uh, you know, obviously we're all kind of trapped, but have you picked up any new hobbies or interests outside of work that's been uh, uh, positive for you? I think everybody's been binging on Netflix or HBO Max or choose your streaming stations. Mm -hmm. And so I would tell you that before COVID, um, I I don't know that I ever turned on my TV for like literally two years. I'm not sure I ever had it on. And now it's like this whole wide world of entertainment (laughs) open to me because theaters are shut down and, you know, everything that we would normally do to entertain ourselves has been put on hiatus for a year. So I, um, in addition to writing, I've been doing a ton of painting and I've been catching up on all the shows that everybody has talked about for years and years that I never saw. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And we, and we talk about it on the podcast a lot where people are like, uh, you know, the Shit's Creek, the, uh, but also people are like, well, West Wing people, uh, it's been out for years, but it's on Netflix and people are like, oh yeah, let me check this out. And yeah, we were always interested to hear what people watch. Sometimes people are surprised, uh, but I'm, sometimes I'm often surprised. I'm like, wait, you watch Dr. Pimple Popper? That's, I, I didn't, The Real Housewives of New Jersey. I didn't see that from you, AJ, but that's one of AJ's favorite songs, <laughs> his favorite shows. I'm wow. kidding. It's not one of his favorite shows. Um, but Linda, I have one other question. It's kind of, it's, it's, our, it's our staple question here. And it goes back to that LinkedIn. You're a CEO, you're a co-founder, you're a public speaker. People know, you know, people probably message you on LinkedIn all the time. Uh, what's a message that you just hate receiving? Um, and what's one that says, you know what? I will respond to this person. Yep. 
The one that I hate receiving is when it's clear that they don't know who I am. They don't know what I do. They don't, they've not bothered to take a look at me and, and really what my business is. And so um, because of the name of my company, Lead Hership Global, they assume I'm a coach. And so I receive a ton of LinkedIn messages about, you know, as an executive coach, as a leadership coach, I'm like, I'm not a coach. I, I don't profess to be that smart. The second thing that I think is, um, you know, I, I guess a little disappointing is when right out the gate, they say something that is a pitch. It's a direct message on LinkedIn, but it's immediately a pitch. They don't care to ask anything about my priorities, my goals, my life, my my vision, my mission, my anything. They just immediately say, hey, it's tax planning season. And so you should use us. You know, we're your best option for tax planning. Not, hey, do you have someone that you've used for years that does your taxes? Are you really satisfied with them? Did you know that we offer this additional benefit of using us versus your guy? Um, it's just sort of a, a cold pitch. And that to me sort of says they don't have time to get to know me, what what my situation is and what my concerns are or what what matters to me, right? And so either of those I think don't work. Now, when just the opposite happens and they use my first name, they recognize my role, they maybe have even checked out my company and they are really, it feels like, addressing the conversation specifically to me, they may make some assumptions about what my interests are, what my priorities are, but they say that very clearly. Hey, as the CEO and founder of Lead Hership Global, I bet one of the things that you're interested in is connecting with high-performing women. Well, we can help with that and let us tell you how. That would get my attention, right? Because they can assume what my uh, priority is, right? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But when they actually say, I bet what's important to you is, and then they list it and then actually explain how they can help. Boom. That's amazing. To me, that's really powerful uh, because they took enough time to get to know me, who I am, what I do, and they're making at least a guess into something that might be valuable for me. Yeah, I, I like that. And and that you know, it's, it's really a, kind of an ongoing theme of what we've been hearing. It's really personalization, right? You know, a lot of something as simple as get my name right and, and not seem like a bot. My biggest pet peeve when it comes to LinkedIn is when I do accept a message, immediately I get a message about pitching me on something. Immediately. It's the 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 uh it's the ink is is not even dry yet you know i just uh, accepted you and i thought i knew you because i'm very selective about my linkedin but anyway linda this has been awesome uh this the time has flown by please check out linda fisk check out leadership global the podcast more importantly the company leadershipglobal.com lead h-e-r ship global.com linda it is awesome catching up with you thank you so much for being here thank you so much for the kind words uh i will remember this podcast forever because of those beautiful words uh I'm you know very heartfelt too very that, i mean I, uh, aj i'm happy to say vincent did not plant that did not pay me there was no incentive <laughs> but it is true and i've had the pleasure of working with Teresa at a couple different positions and in every case they've been high integrity 
um, high performing, high caliber partner. And it it's recently that I've had the good fortune of working with Vincent and he is aces. And I just really want to say thanks to both of you for not only having me, but also being such incredibly uh, valuable partners of mine. We appreciate that so much, Linda. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure. Pleasure's all ours. Maybe we should keep this going for 15 more minutes. AJ, I can listen to this all day. This is amazing. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But Linda, thank you so much. Again, that is Linda Fisk, CEO, founder, Leadership Global. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. That's the San Antonio Slayer, AJ Gupta. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been The Marketing Stir. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email us at info at themarketingstir.com. Thanks for listening.